another update from the coalface with Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Morning to you, Sakina. Now, Martin, uh, starting with Eskom, um, Eskom has been all over, of course, but I see two Australian companies have come forward to help Eskom meet its primary, uh, its primary energy needs. Yeah, you can always expect something from the Australians. They're always quick off the mark. And the uh, two offers to, of help in primary energy and one quite exotic, we're not used to it, and that's gas. And, of course, it's Sunbird listed uh, on the ASX. They have uh, bought the asset, which is off the, the West Coast, and they want to supply that, that gas to, to uh, Ankelich in the first instance, which of course is like uh, what an alcoholic does with uh, alcohol. This Ankelich is doing with diesel. And, you know, we spent something like 10 billion rand on diesel last year because these are really being overused, these uh, OCGTs, which is the open cycle gas turbines. And now people are saying, well, let's use gas. Let's give you gas. And it's interesting that the South Africans aren't gas orientated because the Australians bought that gas from uh, uh, Forest Oil uh, and we haven't been able to get in on that spot except through an portfolio investment with our Petro SA which owns 24% of course of Sunbird which wants to bring that pipe that gas in but it's still a long way to go you know just a term sheet has been agreed really with Eskim and then the second Australian company was uh, you know South 32 this is the new spin-off out of BHP Billiton it's saying look we've still got a lot of if if this deal goes through and it's approved by the shareholders we've got a lot of coal and we've got a lot of coal resources here we want to continue to work with Eskim on the primary energy front along with um, South 32 they're also saying that if this deal goes through we're going to have 200 top jobs in Cape Town doing service for it, like just as BHP Bulletin gets service done out of Kuala Lumpur, you know, we'll have uh, their service side done from Cape Town. So some sweetness coming through if South 32, the, which will be based in Australia, but also listed in South Africa, if that is approved by BHP shareholders as a spin-off demerger. Mm. And then, and then just looking at what's been happening, uh, Patrice Mutsepe came out quite strongly during the week. He did. And, and, and now black-controlled uh, African Rainbow Mineral, Minerals is closing its Mashadador plant and opening a new one in Malaysia. And because of exactly what he was speaking about, uh, ESCOM's high prices. This is sad for South Africa, you know, Mashadador losing out, Malaysia gaining. But this has been on the cards for some time. They, they, they produce ferromanganese alloy at Mashadador. And of course, they use a lot of electricity and the uncompetitive nature of you know electricity from South Africa versus electricity from Malaysia has just been compelling for them to move to Malaysia and they on track with their project there and on budget and so what do we do about this well you know it's very difficult because you see down the road BHP Bulletin's Metalloys which also produces ferro alloys still going on and that'll be part of the South 32 if that comes through and they said in an international conference call this week now they're going to keep their beneficiation efforts so you get the one closing in Mashadadorp you get another one in Mayaton and the, the, the spin-off Australian company saying no no we're going to keep this mm. going but if you look at the two you'll see that um, BHP Bulletin was actually very far seeing in generating its own on-site electricity and it uses the off gas, so the gases that come off, that, that, that go, that they're wasted. You know, BHP Bulletin in Mayaton has pulled that gas into a system where it generates electricity and it makes itself 20% free of Eskom. And this has been the big difference. So if you had been very foresighted, you know, and got your own energy going, you would have probably have uh, Mashadadorp still going.
Wow. And then uh, Glencore, uh, they, of course, this week took the unprecedented step of signing a major human rights deal in a bid to keep its activities squeaky clean. Well, you know, we've got Human Rights Day. Coincidence much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Human Rights Day tomorrow, and you see a very big mining company and, you know, the most hugely diversified mining company, which is also listed here in Johannesburg and headed by, you know, the South African-born Ivan Glazenberg. He's taken this wonderful step of putting human rights right up there, you know, and he, and he reaffirmed the company's uh, commitment to the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights and the UN's guiding principles on business and human rights. And the company has signed, you know, th- these uh, principles, these high principles that business must follow now uh, on human rights. And of course, he's operating right around the world in, in some of the most exotic frontiers. So this is going to be an important thing. And for South Africa, you know, to have that dignity put right on top in mining is becoming very, very important. And this is uh, one of many steps that has been taken by Glencore. I think they're taking the lead now to make sure that they beyond reproach, you know, when it comes to the issues of, of, of human rights and, and they are moving strongly on safety as well. We saw they hosted a massive big uh, conference here last week and they've also joined some of the big bodies like the International Council on Mining and Metals which maximizes the contribution of mining, minerals and metals to sustainable development. So I think it's far seeing, it's getting ahead of its peers and it's doing so quite symbolically on the eve of our Human Rights Day tomorrow.